welcome to the next episode of the Degrassi Files. Dun, dun, dun. We're uh, going to be covering season two today. Finally. It's been a long time coming. It has. In our defense, we both had kind of crazy weeks the last two weeks. Yeah. Like, we tried to record this earlier, and it was not going to be the quality that Degrassi deserved. Yeah. You uh, ate way too much <clears throat> cookout food. I did. I felt so sick. And that's not cookout like, you know, a typical American cookout where like, everyone gathers in the backyard and has No, we, we were like, I went to cookout the, the chain. The fast food chain, yeah. And I regret nothing. Um, see, my issue is I never finish my tray. Yeah. Like, usually I have, like, a quesadilla to heat up later. Or honestly, to eat cold. Like, like just the cheese, tomato, and onion quesadilla from cookout tastes delicious cold. I don't know what it is about it. It tastes so good. It's 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 heaven on a tortilla. I don't like tomatoes generally, but I feel like having a tomato that's been sliced or cut a day later, <laughs> there's something about it where it's like, that's not cool. Anyway, so we're going to be covering season two of Degrassi The Next Generation. Uh, we got Ooh. a lot of stuff to cover. There's a lot of new characters. Look at her little body. Yeah. Sorry, Genevieve is guest starring today, and she is adorable as always. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of new characters. There's a lot of new there are. arcs. There's a lot of continuity, despite your, what you said. Okay, so it it's, the continuity is interesting to me. Like, what they choose to keep around... And what they completely ignore. It's unlike any other sitcom out there. Or it's not a sitcom. It's unlike any other teen show out there. Uh, can you stop her from doing that, please? Don't attack Dad's tapestry, Jenny. She's like, don't attack me. Um, but yeah, the the like stuff gets brought back around from season one. There's like the major threads that we're still following from season one, like the grudge between. Um, Jimmy and Sean. Oh yeah, that's a big and big uh, focus. Ashley's falling out with the the Degrassi school community because of her drug use. Yeah, and like just her drug use for <laughs> one time taking ecstasy at a middle school party. But yeah, there there's this stuff that all came forward, and then there's like even stuff from characters rather from episode one came back. Yes. Like yes, they did. Joey Jeremiah came back in a big major way. Which I predicted for the I, record. I, I, I said that he was gonna come back. Well, let's get right into it. So I love Joey. Episode one and two together uh, are is called When Doves Cry. Which is so terrible. Like, I get <laughs> he'll never satisfied like, I get the, the whole naming convention is they do famous songs. I'm like, I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem with that. But when doves cry, it's just so horrible. Well, it's the it's an adequate song for the content of the episode. And <laughs> you, you've never seen Purple Rain. I watched Purple Rain. It's a I weird never, movie. I've never seen Purple Rain. It's a lot of parental abuse and spousal abuse and stuff. I believe it. I believe it. It's, uh, so it's a very big thing. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, as a new school year begins, Degrassi expands into a full-fledged high school encompassing seventh through twelfth grades. So sixth graders aren't there. We didn't. Which is we didn't understand that in the show. I, I thought it was. I thought it was all of grade six through grade twelve all under one roof. But I guess it's just seven. So it's, I guess they have like kindergarten through sixth, yeah. and then seventh through. Canada's weird. Twelfth. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if it's like a Canada thing. Like there are schools like that, like that in America too. 
Mm-hmm. Like the school that I work at is first through eighth. Yeah. So. so, in this episode, we get the return of Joey Jeremiah we do and his daughter Angela, who Emma is babysitting for. I love Joey. I love Joey so much. He's a really interesting and well-rounded character throughout he this is. entire season. He is, I I want to say that he's Latino. He's something. He's 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 some sort of ethnicity, but he's white enough to be on Canadian television. You know what I mean? Well, we have a we have a pretty diverse uh, crew in this show, like for the most yeah. part. I I guess that in season two, and it's not for a few episodes. We will get into it. Um, what's what's her name? The girl that's not Jamaican. Um, she's she's. I forget you know. at the moment because it's we'll, been we'll, a while. We'll get to it. We we haven't watched Degrassi in a while, guys. We it's tragic. We put a rule, or I put a rule, saying mm-hmm. we can't start the new season until we talk about the season we just watched. Yeah. And because of our hectic weeks, we haven't been able to watch. So we like a not. little bit of the information has gone out, but like going through this list of episodes will It'll jog our memories. So we'll what get... is it going to be like watching Degrassi again? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have... Uh, the magic is we, still there. We should do some predictions for season we three should. at the very end. At the very about, end. like, what we think we'll be seeing in yeah. season three. Because I thought of one in the shower when I was um, rinsing my uh, die out. I can't wait to hear it. And I will say, like, like, like Scout's Honor, we, we really do. We don't look at episode descriptions. We don't look at the Reddit. We watch everything together yeah like we're we're, we're keeping ourselves honest because we, it's an experience i fuck i fucked us up though with an episode you description did. you, you in the did middle. motherfucker i almost it, forgot about it's that. my own fault yeah anyway yeah so joey and angela are back they're they are they're back emma's babysitting angela she's adorable and then the episode opens this weird teenager is like taking pictures of from afar of uh yeah, angie of angela on the playground and I will admit, I thought it might be, like, a recurrence of the first yeah, that's, episode, almost. that's initially like, what you think. Like, creepy older kid in black with a DSLR camera. Yeah. Not with a DSLR. He had a regular SLR. Yeah. But I was worried they were going to go, like, the whole child-on-child sexual assault and yeah. abuse route. Which I think is an important topic to cover. But I was going to be a little surprised if Degrassi did child abuse Twice. twice in a row, like like twice the season opener. Well, it's a different type of child abuse. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's still child abuse so, happening. Woo! What it, big trigger warning for child abuse in this so episode. So Degrassi is a bigger school. There's an influx of new students and new characters mm-hmm. that and new drama that we'll be covering. And but the m- most important drama of this episode is it's revealed to us that Craig Craiger is um, the older half brother of Angela former stepson of Joey Jeremiah mm-hmm. because his mom uh Craig's mom left Craig's biological father because he was very abusive. No, so he so here's the thing though. That's never disclosed. That is an assumption that we made. I will I will say for like like the record, but it's never explicitly stated in the show that she left his dad because she was being abused. That's true. And and I, I think, I do genuinely think that the father wasn't abusing Craig's mom because, and here, here's why, I think that if there was, like, if she was abusing his mom and the mom left because of that and took Craig with her, I think Craig would have stayed with Jeremy, or with uh, Joey, with Joey, with Joey, um, after 
yeah. after she passed because I feel like if that was the case and the mom was able to leave, she would have signed over custody to Joey. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I think I think that it was there was no, I don't, I don't think there was spousal abuse. Yeah. I think it was just like the dad was so hurt by mom leaving that when he got his son back, he took it out on his son. Yeah, he was he was uh, wounded by the situation. Like he, yeah. he essentially he lost his whole family, and then like he gets his family back only when his ex wife dies. Yeah, that and, is a, a lot of stress to put on. Yeah, an already stressed individual, I guess, being so a surgeon. Inexcusable. Extremely inexcusable. inexcusable. Like we are not apologizing for child no. abuse here, but I, I do think that it started after Craig returned to the house as a method of control. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we also, so, I wish we knew how old Craig was when this all happened. Yeah, it was a few years. It's unclear. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure someone knows. We'll have to look into it, I mm-hmm. guess. But. Um, so yeah, uh, Craig gets home from taking pictures and seeing his sister secretly. Yeah, Joey doesn't. Secret. Joey doesn't know. Craig's dad doesn't know because Craig doesn't want. Uh, Craig's dad doesn't want Craig seeing Angela at all because he's very so bitter the about thing. the situation, and he very much doesn't want any aspect of his life involved in the aspect of his life that like ruined his life essentially. Yeah. Um, so he's very he's not like physically abusive at first it ramps up to that yeah um he's just very vocally abusive and then ultimately when we get the big abuse like moment is when um he goes into craig's dark room because he's Mm -hmm. a hobbyist photographer he has a, a scrapbook my perfect family and it's joey and angela and him and the dad's not, not there, there. <laughs> it's hardcore so it's like so yeah it's which like is, which <laughs> is such a thing like an eighth grader would do it's a hundred percent something that like a 13 year old would do and like the, the type of person that his father is mm-hmm. like i like that's a Big ass fucking trigger for rage. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. I think it's such good writing. Like it really is. No, think about this. It's like okay, so say you have a kid, Emma. Yeah, I have a kid. You okay? Let's say let's say let's go back in time. Let's say you um, and I were still together, right? We had a kid we together. Up, we had a kid, but we, we finally, then we got divorced. You finally gave in to my pleas to have a child. But, yes, but then we got divorced. Oh shit! And then I'm over, I'm, and then I'm over at the new place with like a boyfriend or girlfriend or a new mm-hmm. husband or wife or whatever. And then, but it's like let's let's say wife for this, okay. and so it's like. So, like, this bitch, this bitch is like, oh, Emma and Jordan Starter, you can call me mommy, too. Like, that would piss you off, right? A little. I, I want to say that it wouldn't. Like, I want to say that I'd be, like, the bigger person and be like, yeah, we're all co-parenting together. But it's like I bitch, know that I'd be too protective. Because as I well as, like, a stepmother or something coming into that kind of situation, mm-hmm. it's a much cuter novel thing because it's like oh it's this pre-made kid that I didn't have to deal with you know all this bullshit with it's mm-hmm. just a cute little kid that like you know my um, my partner has with his ex and it's like uh, I, I get to play mom but I'm not really mom yeah like like you get to be the cool mom. You get to be the mom that lets them stay up until yeah. midnight and eat ice cream for breakfast. And like, and like I've got to be the quote unquote real mom and say, nope, do your homework. And like, 
if you if either like if either of us mm-hmm. were like feeling that on either end at that like it's like this motherfucker is like do Ruining saying what child. to my kid yeah. it's like undermining my authority as a parent doing all this mm-hmm. you could fucking kill somebody yeah. that's what happens you could fucking kill somebody yeah. we wouldn't kill somebody because we're more reasonable than that but it's like I could I could look at that situation and be like I could kill somebody right now mm-hmm. I'm so pissed about what's going on over there yeah, like, 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 <laughs> in that house like if our kid our, if our theoretical kid had inherited my meat allergy <laughs> and like your new wife is trying to like force feed our child meatloaf you, you could kill somebody oh, you could man. kill a bitch I'd go Michael Myers in all's house like <laughs> we just finished watching Halloween today we did it's fresh you, in the mind you came in uh, a little bit later but you yeah. didn't you didn't miss much <laughs> It's a very weird movie. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I've never, yeah, I've never seen that. But that's so this is not a Halloween no. podcast. So, is... but ultimately, saying we can understand where it's coming, where from. his father's rage is coming from. But it's like put a cap on it, dude. Like, so it's still like. But here's here's the issue I take with it. I don't take issue with him being like angry at the situation. Yeah. I take issue with him being angry at his child. Yes. That child did not ask to come into this world. The child did not cause the divorce. Mm-hmm. A child did not cause the death of the mother, and it's and he's returned to their to your house. Like, take mm-hmm. a chill pill. Yeah, go to therapy. So he goes down to his darkroom and see. Uh, Craig's dad goes down to Craig's darkroom, sees this, tears the shit destroys out of the place, destroys it, everything, takes a break, bat to everybody. breaks his camera, tears up all his film, exposes it all to light, tears up the photo album, ruins everything that Craig has ever worked on for himself, and then just starts kicking Craig in the fucking ribs, yeah, like like hardcore, like possibly breaking a rib, death, with, like leaving heavy bruises, with with like wingtip shoes, yeah, fucking up his kid, yeah. So that's the that's like the end of the episode, right? No, I think we get a little bit more than that. I thought it was like just the hard cut in the episode, um, and then the next episode is Craig and Angela, Angela playing, again. and Craig and, and Angela like hugs him too hard, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And then he's like, "Oh, a dinosaur, a got dinosaur me. got me," because they're playing dinosaurs. <sighs> yeah, and you don't want to tell your kid's sister that. Hey, my biological father just beat the shit out of me. Because she's like four. She's, she's four or five and doesn't under can't understand that. And no. it's it's a lot to put on a kid. Especially like that little of a kid, like I feel like like to a certain degree, like you wanna protect kids from the world for as long as you can. Yeah. Like there are like the eighth some of the eighth graders that went to school where I work at are the sweetest little children in the world. And I'm so worried for them when they go to high school and they go to public high school. Yeah, it's gonna be brutal. It is. But on the same time, like I want them to keep having that outlook. Like I miss feeling that way, you yeah. know? Like I lost that when I was like ten. So like I, yeah. I, I miss that feeling of like everything is right in the world and adults want to protect you and mm-hmm. your parents love you and like all that kind of stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, ultimately, Joey finds out, wait, Craig's been seeing Angela? <clears throat> and then Joey and the, I, re- I forget the other dad's name, but like, oh God, it's, what is his name? it's not super important because we hate him. Yeah, um, he doesn't deserve a name. He doesn't so, get a name. So, he, uh, Joey talks to the other dad and is like, hey, this is what's happening. And then there's like, not I don't realizing. Yeah, not realizing what's going on because no, nothing's been said yet. Yeah, it's just he he talks to the guy. And he's like, hey, you know, uh, 
Craig and Angela are siblings. They should be able to see each other. And that's and this is where the biological father's like, half sibling. So he's one of those guys as well. Yeah, he's, he really is. He's very like, um, yeah. And uh, what ultimately winds up happening is a series of bungles where Joey keeps inadvertently making the situation so way worse. So much worse. So when... So much worse. When Craig is forbidden to see Angela, he goes to... Um, he goes to Emma, who is Angela's babysitter. Mm-hmm. Emma has a crush on Craig because he's dreamy and shit. Yeah, he's like a year older. He's yeah, he's a year older. He's, he's a, a photographer. Pretty, he wears a leather jacket. He's sensitive. School. He's pretty handsome. He's yeah. a sweet. He's a sweetheart. His dad drives him up in a very expensive sports car every day. Yeah, like it's yeah. a gorgeous car. Yeah, but uh, so Craig winds up sneaking off with Angela, and Craig is has a stripe of mental instability there and we can understand yeah. why he's going through a lot oh also it's important to note that craig's dad apologizes for the camera for breaking the camera but not for not, beating not the for shit beating, out of him. <laughs> for the him and gives him like 700 dollars or something to go buy a dslr a camera. yeah that's that's where i caught myself it's like he had a regular yeah. slr he's like hey get one of those digital ones yeah so his dad's like, here, I'm sorry your camera broke. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, go go buy a new one after school. He's very much in denial of the entire situation. Uh, well, I, don't, I don't know if I would say that. We'll, we'll talk about it once we get to the end of okay. covering the episode. Okay. But so yeah, Craig sneaks off with Angela and is like, hey, remember when we went to Vancouver? Don't you want to go to Vancouver again? And his, I thought it was BC. Vancouver, BC, same okay, place. Yeah. Um. He he has a half baked plan to get bus tickets and just ride Basically, out to BC kidnap to kidnap his, his sister. kid sister. Yeah. yeah. Joey finds out. Joey, rightfully pissed. Yeah. He he's not in the wrong, but he just he doesn't have all the details. Yeah. So it's important to note that I think Craig's father has told Joey, like Craig is not allowed to see Angela. I don't want him around you guys. You're a bad influence. Yeah. So don't let my son interact with you like I'm not I'm not okay with that which Joey weird but like you have to respect that in and, a way and Joey does respect it he and does. when Joey and when Joey's daughter is in danger he reacts appropriately yeah call, calls Craig's father but that all but that is sets off the big fucking the thing. big thing Come he on. goes he goes fucking Jack Torrance from The Shining with a putt putt uh, with, a, with a golf putt, putting iron, yeah. chasing Craig up the stairs, and Craig goes, Craig bolts ass upstairs, locks yeah. all his doors, gathers up all oh, his shit. Craig has like seven locks on his door. Oh, clearly on the inside, himself. yeah. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh man. And then just <laughs> it made my it made my heart drop in my chest. He just he just starts pounding through the door with the putting iron, and it's yeah. like, and you're like, Jesus what the Christ, fuck is going to happen? Like. Like, it's not the same kind of reaction we had to the first season premiere. No. But it was still... It, it was, was a whopper emotional. of an oh, opening. And the whole time, in in his room, Craig is, like, calling up Jimmy on his cell phone. And... Or, no, He's Sean. calling up He's Sean. He's calling Sean. He's like, hey, hey, man, can I come over to, like, do my homework with you? Yeah, he's like, hey, let's hang out. Meet me up here. So then that leads and to... throwing clothes into a duffel bag. <laughs> yeah, as fast as he can. Jumps the out the window. Jumps out the window off the second floor landing. Yeah. And so he's hanging out with Sean. 
And he's going a little nutty because he's pretty stressed out. He's having a rough day. He's having a rough day. He's playing chicken with a train. He's like, he's like 12 or 13 or whatever. Like, life like, is already difficult he's enough. Like, he's like 14, 15, and then... He's like 13, 14. No, he's 14, 15 because he's in grade 9. He's in grade... I thought he was grade 8. No, he's grade 9. Sorry, yes, you're right. Because the... the yeah, he's grade 9. A- Emma and that crew so are in 14. grade 14. Yes. He, the beginning of grade 9. Yes, yes. Um, so... He runs off, and Sean and Emma go to talk to Joey about what's happening. He's like, hey, some fucked up shit is happening. Uh, Craig ran off. We don't he's know where he is. Beaten. He He's, uh, yeah, he's being beat up. He's being, fu- he's, he's fucking... Oh, no, they don't know he's being beaten yet. All no, I know is that he's no, playing sh- chicken. Sean knows, because Sean knows. Craig asks him, he's like, hey, did yeah. he ever, like, beat you up? Like, very veiled, yeah. like questioning so like sean can put two and two together unlike emma other can't. characters in the show <laughs> emma can't so emma and sean go to Jer- uh joey to explain the situation and then joe's like well you don't have any proof of the situation that's a very serious thing to say yeah joey's like i don't know to which to which angela pipes up a little four-year-old he, angela he had bruises from the dinosaur yeah, yeah Angela, like you guys are so silly they're from the dinosaur the dinosaur bit him yeah and so joey realizing oh, oh shit. fuck they they look what i've done to this poor child they go to the cemetery and find him at the mother's grave of course and like he and like joey's like i'm gonna help you out with this situation and we're Craig's gonna do it losing it yeah actively losing it so we cut to the next morning where um child services has not been called no and this is an important plot point the police have not been called no. they're just gonna try and work it out the way where no charges have to be filed. Craig is gonna go so live with stupid. Craig is gonna go live with Joey while his dad tries to sort his own shit out. And um, I hate I hate this. When we get to this ending conclusion, this is where uh this is where Craig says like, I never beat you. Yeah. He, he like he this is what I mean. Full on denies it. This is what I mean where he's like heavy in denial. Like he doesn't accept the fact that he's abusing his own son. And yeah. it's like really fucked up. And like it really makes you think, like, there's no coming back for this character. There's no redemptive arc for this character. Because how could there be? There could have been at one point, but you are far beyond that point. Like, frankly, the second that he took the putting iron to the door... Yeah. ...is when he lost the ability to be redeemed. Yeah. I'm all for a redemption arc. Do not get me wrong, but there are some characters that cannot be redeemed. Yeah. Like, like morally yes but also like putting aside morals and ethics like just talking about writing yeah there's no path to redemption for him yeah the only there was only one way he could be redeemed yeah we'll get into that later we'll get to that way later Mm -hmm. so yeah that was a whopper of an opening to that season it really it was a two-parter it was a two-parter it needed to be a two-parter yeah and we have a lot more two-parters this season it's a two-parter heavy season and they're all pretty important except for one that I didn't really care for. The the wedding. Yeah, that I was gonna one, say that the one wedding sucked. But let's get into girls just wanna have fun. Uh, episode three. Girls just wanna have fun. Spike tells Emma she's dating her old uh, schoolmate, Emma's teacher, Which Mr. I Simpson. I called it. You I called did, it so hard. You did call it, but it didn't happen the way you said it would happen. Okay, but all the things that I said would happen did happen. Yeah. Not in the order that I predicted, but they all happened, and I deserve credit for that. Yeah, so 
em- Emma's all in a huff about it. She is. And Understandably. I would also have been pissed if my mom was dating one of my teachers. Her and uh, Manny and Craig decide to crash the senior dance. Craig can already go to the senior dance, but he helps Emma and Manny yeah. crash it later. I think it's also important to note here that we figured out that senior <coughs> dance... It's important to note here that we figured out that senior dance isn't like high school seniors. It's yeah, at the upper senior class. high, yeah, nine through twelve versus seven and eight. Yeah, so the the senior dance is after dark. The Ooh. kids dances at during school hours. So stupid. Um, and uh, after all this drama, Emma and Manny want to crash the party. Meanwhile, Spinner and Jimmy are having a breakdancing rivalry to try and win Toronto Maple Leafs tickets. <laughs> and they just sabotage the shit out of each other. And so no one wins. Well, someone else wins, but neither Mar- Jimmy nor Sean. New character, Marco wins. Marco. So there's an introduce- introduction of a new character, Marco, who will come God. up later. I had forgotten that Marco existed. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Don't have much else to say about that episode. It's not a big time episode. It's a very common theme, the third episode so far, in season one and in season two. It's like, okay, there's some stuff happening, but... Yeah. Eh. It, it, it's, it's like they want to give you like a mental break from the last two episodes. It's like... Forgetting that you're like a week in between. Yeah, and it's like they didn't account for us watching it the Binging. way we watch it. Where it's like... Oh, yeah. I don't know. You got to keep me at that high. Like, when is <laughs> when's Emma going to take a putty iron to Mr. Simpson? Oh, my God. <laughs> but this is what I mean when I say like, but you are going to love Secret Life of the American Teenager. Maybe. Maybe. It's unadulterated drama. So love it. Episode four, Karma Chameleon. Come, 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 chameleon. You come and go. Come and go. So. Oh, we're done. Okay. With Terry by her side, Ashley attempts to make amends for her actions at the house party last season. Oh, also Ashley is goth now. Well, we that mention. happens at the end of this episode. Oh, I'm sorry. Spoiled it. He <laughs> spoiled We're it spoiled in our all it. spoiler yeah. podcast. In our all spoiler podcast. Yeah. Um, Hazel oh. is the black girl in the crew. Oh, yeah, Hazel, the cheerleader. So, um... Sorry, spirit squad member. Terry is trying to help Ashley get back in with the crew. Paige and Hazel and Jimmy, they all, they all forgive him. Jimmy is convinced they're back together, but when Sean comes calling, Ashley makes plans to go on a date with him. To be fair, Ashley never says that she wants to get back together with Jimmy. Yeah. He just assumes that they will be getting back together now. Yeah, and news news of the date soon spreads, and Ashley is back where he started only without Terry, because she says some cold shit to Terry. She says some evil, inaccurate shit to Terry. It's, It's so weird why Ashley is being a villain in this episode. Like, what's with her personality going on? She says she says uh, something like, I can't remember the exact quote, but she basically calls Terry like, fucking fugly. And it's like, guys aren't interested in you. Even though a guy was interested in Terry last season. Yeah. It was a whole episode. Terry was a model last season. No, she was a model this season. That isn't... Wait, which episode is that? Because I thought it was this. This was after. No, she's the series a model episode. No, she's a model this season. Oh, okay. Trust me. Trust. Okay, I I trust. I trust. I trust in Jordan Lee Perry. Yeah, but like there were multiple guys that were very interested in Terry last season, and even if there hadn't been, yeah, 
calling her the, what was the name of that movie like the fat ugly best friend or whatever I don't there's a lot of those movies. It, but it's like an acronym that like people were using for a while anyways I'll, I'll think of it later and we can tag it in the episode yeah. um, but like even if no guy had ever been interested in Terry that's such a shitty fucking thing to do like I don't care how pissed you are about oh the two boys that I like that both like me I can't like you know they like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You don't screw over Terry like that. Terry is an angel. So it's school photo day. Terry has abandoned Ashley. Terry is now with Paige and Hazel. And uh, Paige winds up getting a full turnaround where she was an antagonistic force last season. She is a much more positive force this season. Like overall, she's still kind of bitchy in some moments. Oh, she's still an ass. Yes, but she's a much better human being this season than she was last season. She isn't actively sabotaging people anymore. Yeah. Because last season, like, she got Terry drunk. Yeah, like, she, she was doing all this crazy shit. She really was. She was, like, manipulating people like crazy. Yeah. And this season, she's much more sympathetic. Yeah. So, it's school picture day, and Ashley is fucking bummed the fuck out. Everyone's abandoned her. Also, uh, we got Ellie introduced in this episode briefly. I forget Ellie? what she, the golf girl. Oh, I forget yeah. what she was doing, but she was introduced oh. this episode. She's at the com- she's in the media immersion lab. Yeah, doing um, something. She's working on the computer, and Terry's like, like staring at her or something. Yeah, like, hey, get the fuck out of here. No, it was Paige wanted that seat so that yeah. her and Hazel could sit next to each other. So that her and Hazel. I thought it was her and Terry. No, it was, I think it was Hazel, because Paige and Hazel are always together. Yeah. Terry wasn't back with the crew yeah. until later in the episode. You're right. But it's school picture day, Ashley is distraught, and she doesn't want to take off this ugly sweater she has on, the ugly school sweater. She looks like shit, and she's fucking crying in her yearbook photo. And it's like, damn. Man, if that wasn't what ninth grade was, though, and uh, in a nutshell... The side plot to this episode is Toby... Um, becomes smitten with the new girl at school, and it turns out, bum bum bum, she's Spinner's sister, adopted jackass. Because like to- <laughs> Toby's about to be like, but you're, and she's adopted. Because she's Asian. Yes, she is an Asian person uh, who is Spinner's younger sister, and Spinner. Who's in grade seven? Yes, yeah, she's in grade seven. Is she grade seven or is she grade six? She's grade seven because there is no grade six at the Degrassi mm-hmm. school. She's grade seven. Toby's grade eight, and Spinner and them are in grade nine. Spinner is a pretty decent older brother. He's a really good older brother. He's, He's like, protective. He falls into the stereotype of like, oh, don't mess with that chick. She's got a crazy older brother. But he's a pretty decent dude, and he does look out for her. I feel like it's fair enough. Like, if if I had a little sister mm-hmm. and some some douchebag like a year or so older than her. Some creep like Toby. <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah, he's so creepy. Was like making a move on her. Yeah. I'd be pissed. I'd be I'd be bashing some skulls, especially if I was a year older and much larger. Yeah, like so. How long ep- can I use little arms? Long arm kitty. Episode five. Weird science. Burn, 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 burn. I don't know. The All I gotta think of is that song, like she blinded me with science. That's it's a, a totally different song. Yeah, it's a different song, but not by Oingo Boingo. No, by somebody else. 
Emma doesn't want people to know that Mr. Simpson is dating her mother, as she hopes to win first place at the science fair. Emma ultimately wins, but the joy is short-lived when Manny accidentally emails the entire class about the relationship. This is such a nothing episode. It's... And Liberty is like... Yeah, uh, Liberty's here. Liberty's like, uh, judging bias. <laughs> and Liberty has a boring-ass um, science, project. science project. Something about plants or some shit. Yeah. Emma's science... <laughs> Emma's science project is about the effect of healthy food versus junk food on the human body or, or something oh, like that. Oh, you forgot about the best subplot, though. Well, the, I, was, yet. I was just about to get to the subplot because oh. who cares about the main plot? <laughs> I mean, really. Meanwhile... The nothing. The subplot is everything. Spinner is having trouble controlling his erections. <laughs> and he attributes this to eating health food. Yeah. So he's getting attention from girls because he's because he's giving off like machismo vibes. Yeah. So he's eating health. He's eating health food to give him like more like confidence, <clears throat> confidence and uh, sexual magnetism. I guess he's is the word. 14. He's yes, a baby. Yes, but it doesn't mean like other people your age can't find you attractive. Yeah, I, I know. It's In just, that way, especially, because yeah. that's... We're running... Yeah. <clears throat> humans are pretty advanced com- computers with good parts running on very, very old software. Yeah. <clears throat> so we got all that shit to deal with. God. They really just, like, strapped a banana to this kid at one point. Yeah. Like, there's, there's one point in the episode. Well, so... Mm-hmm. Spinner was able to get Ellie's phone number... And Jimmy's annoyed at that because Jimmy was trying to get with Ellie for Which some reason. Makes no sense. It's not explained. Yeah, why would the head jog go for the goth girl? Yeah, because later. Yeah. Later, we find out that Jimmy is prejudiced against goths. So. Well, we find out he's. Gothphobic. We find out he's very conservative. He's very conservative. <laughs> so. Um, Damn Kanye. You mean Drake? Yes, I do mean Oh great. my god, Emma, you're racist! <laughs> no, I just don't Can't know. Can't tell black people apart. I don't know popular culture that didn't happen <laughs> you don't, 12 years you ago. You don't know popular musicians? I don't. I don't. No, no, no. One of the other teachers at my school kept being like, oh, do you know this Drake song? Do you know that Drake song? And I was like, did you do Hotline Bling? Like, I just, I don't know his music. All I know is that Drake, like, ran president right and it was Kanye, Kanye ran for president. See, I just you don't should, you know. should have busted out like oh yeah Drake was in Degrassi and brought up that then you can save yourself in this conversation <laughs> instead of telling a co-worker oh yeah Drake ran for president right I just I don't know <laughs> I'm not work thinks you're racist I, look listen listen it's not like that I promise like, okay, oh. like, yes, as someone who grew up at least marginally white, like, it's a whole other thing <laughs> in America, I obviously, like, I have inherited prejudices that I am actively trying to unlearn. This is not like that. This is just that I have no clue who any celebrity is. Oh, poor Drake. <laughs> poor believe. Drake. Yes. Poor Drake. Drake poor is Drake and Kanye experiencing microaggressions coming from the crew of Girlfriend, Girlfriend, Ex-Boyfriend. What listen, is supposed to be a very listen. positive podcast featuring a diverse crew of it like, is a, diverse a crew. man and a Jewish woman and an ex-Mormon and we're all and, queer and stuff. Uh, I know you don't like that, word, that but, word, but like, yeah. you know. Well, look, 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 I, I know that Drake is Jewish. Is he? Yeah. 
didn't know he was Jewish. Yeah, he's 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 Jewish. He had a he had a bar mitzvah. Are you confusing Drake for Lenny Kravitz? No, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. No, because I know up. Lenny Kravitz is Jewish. Look it up. Drake is Jewish. <coughs> I, think, I think his mom was Jewish. Probably because Judaism is matrilineal, of course. Well, yeah, but some people argue different. It's a whole different thing. Um, <laughs> but he had a, he had a bar mitzvah. There's like footage of Drake's bar mitzvah out there. Okay, my my point being, I'm just very disconnected from pop culture. Are you disconnected from Jimmy's Revenge, where he uh, he get he triggers um, one Spinner's boners, (laughs) and then Spinner has to get up in front of the whole class, and he has like a boner popping out. Huge! They strapped like a nine inch dildo to this guy, just staring at you, (laughs) winking at you. It's like it's like a needle on a compass, and it's just trying to find the nearest one. Like it, it's uncomfortably large, right? Like it's not just me. It it was weird. I I didn't look at it for too long. It was an uncomfortably large, pendulous prop. Oh, okay. It swings in the breeze. Next episode. This is a. This is a Joey episode. It is a Joey, Joey episode, and Craig yeah. episode. Like, and I, I like so the reason we didn't talk much about the last episode is because not nothing much happens. Emma is upset at the universe. Her <laughs> science project isn't that interesting. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like it's more interesting in the conclusion than the one she was starting with. We don't care about that. Like I honestly, I got more entertainment out of the Spinner and Jimmy subplot, which is just about puberty. Like puberty happens. Yeah, it ultimately goes through it. It ultimately turns out it's like, hey man, you're just going through changes. (laughs) When is that show coming back? uh, Is it ever? (laughs) I don't know. Probably not in this in this climate. Yeah. Oh, I love the fact that it got two seasons is pretty incredible. I I got three. Yeah, maybe. I've got very mixed feelings about it. That's a whole different podcast. Uh, okay. Drive. I don't know this song, so we won't sing it. Um, Shut up and drive, drive. No, this drive. is this would be way too early for that. Um, mm-hmm. Craig thinks Craig thinks Joey's request for him to move a car in his used car lot gives him a lot of free reign to drive and take his friends on a joyride when Joey goes out of town for the weekend. Meanwhile, Ashley, who is now goth, she is uh, she's fully goth. She is fully goth up in this Ellie episode. Bonded. Yeah, she, her and Ellie are now besties. And the subplot is Ashley wants to get her belly button pierced. Or Ellie's trying to like, hey, you should get your belly button pierced. Mm-hmm. And it's just this whole thing of like Ashley being like, yeah, I'll do that. And then ultimately cowarding out. I'm sorry, but that, that is inaccurate. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. So, so, so Ellie is showing off her piercings. Yeah. And is saying, hey, I'm going to get my ear pierced again tomorrow. Like, will you come with me? Yeah. Or after school today. Like, will you come with me for support? And Ashley's like, huh, huh. I want to get my belly button pierced. Yeah, she's trying to be cool. Yeah, but it, it's not like Ellie's like, you should do it. Do it. Shove a needle through your belly button. Like, yeah. it's 100%. That winds up being a pretty much nothing subplot, except for the interest that Ashley is now down a different character branch. Yes. Being goth. And I think it's a much better look on it's her. It's such an improvement. It's such an improvement. It makes yeah. so much more sense. I would have a I would have had a crazy crush on her if we went to high school. Damn dude, so have I. Um but the main thrust of this episode is Craig sort of taking advantage of a situation where he feels like 
because he's out of the situation he was in, it's like he has a lot. He feels like he has a lot more freedom, he does. and he does realistically. And he winds up forgetting himself a little bit when, uh, yeah, he he's allowed to have his friends over for the weekend. No girls, no parties, none of this, etc. No, 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 no drinking. Yeah, no drinking, no parties, no no chicks. And this is this is a pretty funny little piece of dialogue between him, Spinner, Jimmy, and Marco. Yeah. At the beginning of the episode, where Spinner's like, "Oh, so we're gonna have parties?" Like, no parties. <laughs> you uh, have booze, right? No booze. Oh, can we get some chicks over? No chicks. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's it's cute. It's funny. Yeah. It's very, like, realistic. So Craig invites Jimmy, Spinner, Marco, and Sean. Once Jimmy knows Sean is involved, Jimmy's out, so then it's just Spinner, Sean, Marco, Craig. It's a little awkward at times. They couldn't get uh, tickets to a concert to Not Kid Rock. They couldn't get tickets to Not Kid Rock. <laughs> And ultimately what they wind up doing is, yeah, like, they fucking break into Jeremiah Motors, jack a car, the one he was able to move, and then go for a joyride around town and wind up going down to a radio giveaway to get the Not Mm -hmm. Kid Rock tickets. And they win. They win. They won only to, like, they think they're going to get busted by the police. And uh, no such luck. They get all the way back to the car lot. Joey comes storming out the office like, Joey's what pissed. the fuck? And right, the right word silent so. alarm mean anything to you? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, th- Joey's actor is good because He's like... fantastic. That level of anger is very specifically dad anger. It's such dad anger. Where it's anger. like, not abusive dad anger, but no, it's like, just like, like you concerned. fucking idiot. Like, concern. And also, like, you were a puberty-ridden idiot. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, concerned uh, for his ward safety, safety of others, and it's like... The child that he's technically not supposed to be having. Exactly, and it's like all this crazy shit that could have gone wrong. So yeah, like, I, Joey, rightfully indignant at the situation, grounds Craig for three or four weeks, and so... Craig is done for three or four episodes. He doesn't come back. He doesn't come back for a minute. I will say, in Craig's defense, so I think a level of nuance to this whole situation that I don't know if the writers considered or not. Like psychologically, Craig is in a very, very delicate place right now. Yeah. I will say Craig's also not the first one to bring up that he wants to like go for a joyride. Yeah. He's he's trying to show off yeah. that he's in a better place now. And he's like, yeah, Joey likes me so much, he even let me drive a car. Yeah. And, of course, all the other, like, 13 and 14-year-old boys are like, dude, dude, we gotta, we gotta do it, we gotta do it, we gotta do it, we gotta do it. Marco is the only one who's like, I don't know. Yeah, Marco. He's not the strongest voice of opposition, but he's, he's like, not. this is probably not a good idea, but he still goes but along he with still it. Goes, he still gets in the car and goes with them. Like, and I think also that there's something to be said about the fact that Craig has come out of a very abusive environment mm-hmm. and is not used to being able to stand up for himself. Yeah. So I wonder, I don't think the writers thought about this. If I'm wrong and the writers are listening to this, please let me know that I am wrong. Yeah. But... I think that to a degree, Craig is internally afraid to stand up for himself. Because when he stands up for himself, we've seen in the past... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he gets the shit kicked out of him. Hardcore. And I also think that this is something that... fucking bodies him. He does. It's awful. And I think this is something that Joey hasn't fully considered. 
That's, yes, very much. Like, Joey just leaves for the weekend to hang out with his hot younger girlfriend. Yeah. On some weird, like, little sex romp or whatever. And makes weird comments about it yeah, with Yeah, really Craig. weird. Really weird. Like, really weird. He's, he's really... He, he really sets himself up as too chummy to be a father figure at first. Yeah. I'm going to pause yeah. this before we get into the next episode real quick so I can get some water. Oh. I'll also get you some water. That was adorable. So you said you thought about something else before we move on? Mm. Yes. Going back to the first episodes, into the context of the first episodes... Craig's dad is very much like, your mom left us. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think she even took Craig with her. No, she did. She 100% did. She did? How she did we know this? Because, like, Craig remembers, like, living with, like, Angela and shit. Like, he was with them. But that could have been, like, on the weekends. No. He he was he was with them. I'm pretty sure he was with them. It makes no sense, then. There's no content. There's, there's, no, there's no logic there. I don't know. That, that's illogical for me. That's a plot hole. Well, let's get into a bigger plot. Okay. Let's get into let's get into the quarter season two parter shout part one and two. Oh my god! So these were rough. This was rough. This was a um, rough couple. This was rougher for me than the child abuse double special. Well, yeah, because like this this can hit particularly close to home, given that we're not that far removed from the age where stuff like this happened. Uh, you know, um, so. It opens on a soccer match. Paige and her spirit squad are leading cheers and shit. And Spinner is the hero of the home team. Which is the most Canadian thing ever. That there's like cheerleaders at a soccer game in the middle of the day. Yeah. In the middle of the school day, basically. So Spinner wants to go out with Paige. They went out briefly in season one. It wasn't really a huge thing. It was more like Paige was using him as a social status symbol. Yeah. And so now... To, uh, Spinner wants to get with her for real. Yeah, he's in, he's interested. But Paige... Some puberty pheromones are going crazy. Paige has her sights set on Dean, the star soccer player at the rival uh, school, yeah. and senior in high school, literal 18-year-old. Yeah, he's... The actor is 18. <laughs> at the, the time. The character is 18 yes, at the time. Because that's how this show works. Yeah, it's, it's so impressive. It's really refreshing, honestly. It is, it is. So, <clears throat> it brings us some ethics issues, but it's very refreshing also. So, she winds up saying, oh, Spinner, I can't go out. My grandma died. Meanwhile, her and Hazel... My grandma's sick. Grandma's sick or something. Yeah. Um, her and Hazel go to the Bardell party. They've gotten an invite from Dean himself. From Dean himself. And uh, Jimmy sees Paige and Hazel there and is like, oh, wow, what's the situation there? And... He's he does like he doesn't tell Spinner right away, um, which leads to some drama later. But Jimmy is initially when Spinner's like, "Oh, she can't come. Her grandma's sick." Jimmy is suspicious at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's important. Jimmy's a suspicious fellow. He is. He's like, women are awful. Women, <laughs> women, women cheat. Yeah. Women are evil and bad. <laughs> women take ecstasy at parties that consist of seven people. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy just hates women at this point. So, um, Paige at the party goes upstairs with Dean to be alone and to make out. To make out, exactly. Paige, Paige is fourteen. Paige is fourteen. Dean is eighteen, and Paige says, 
can we can we just make out? Can we can we just you yeah. know take it slow and just make out? And Dean is just being very creepy this entire time, saying, "Oh, you're so adorable." Oh, also before they went up, some other girl at the party comes over to Paige and is like, "Yes, she's on, like on the DL, like trying to warn her yeah, off of like, Dean." Hey, don't be careful with Dean. And and Paige is like. You can't have him if you mine or something yeah, on the lines. It's bad. You're just jealous. So upstairs, yeah, so. Dean Dean is making his quote unquote moves. He's saying how adorable and cute Paige is. So creepy. Yeah, it's it really sets him up not only as what he is, which is a rapist, he's also potentially a pedophile. A pedophile. Yeah. yeah, he's he's no normal eighteen year old is into a thirteen, fourteen year old. And calls them specifically adorable. adorable. It's a very, it's a very pedophilic adjective that pedophiles probably use. I don't know. I don't. Hang I, out, I don't hang out with them, or at least I don't know if I do. I really hope you don't. I really hope I don't either. I hope I don't come to work one day. It's like, oh, what happened to so and so? It turns out they were peed. Oh. Really, they were a peed. <laughs> See, if that happened where I work. Oh, <laughs> I've beaten somebody into the ground. Yeah, I would. I would no joke. Happily, I would go to prison with a smile on my face. Like if if I found out that some motherfucker touched one of my kids, yeah, even like one of my students, mm-hmm. I would go to jail with a smile on my face. I would. I would beat them to death with a golf club. Yeah, and then I would walk and I turn myself in. You know, like no shame. So we don't see the nitty gritty naturally, but we hear Paige screaming and protesting no, saying no, and everything. Dean rips out a condom, very thoughtful of him, mm-hmm. as uh, like Paige. pinning her down. Yeah, and um, she's much smaller than he is. Much smaller. She's tiny compared to and, him. Uh, she's, yeah. a, she's a child. Paige, He's basically an adult man, and she's a child. Paige gets raped, and it's crazy. I didn't. Think, it's very explicit. I didn't think we were gonna get one of these episodes so soon, you know? Yeah, I thought they were going to wait until the kids were, like, in 10th or 11th grade. Yeah. And starting to be more, like, sexually active and what have you. Yeah. It's very early, and I, I think it's, in many ways, it's a good it's, thing. It, it's a good episode, and it's very much like... Because the, the first episode of the first season was like, hey, kids, don't go on the internet. Strangers want to fuck you. The second one is, like, Hey kids, be careful and like if you're like fourteen, maybe be careful about being sexually active, you know. Especially with eighteen. Especially with older men and everything. It's it was a very interesting episode and very realistic and explicit, yeah. It was um very explicit. But enough of that shit. The two parter is not realistic at all. enough of that shit. Second part. Let's get to the uh, the meanwhile. Do you remember what the meanwhile was to I, this episode? I, yes! This really heavy episode? Oh my god! I so, do! It was so bad. It's because, so bad. Because Degrassi has more students, <laughs> people have to double up on lockers. <laughs> and so Toby and JT decide, like, hey, let's double up on a locker. We're best friends. It'll work out great. And then Toby's like, JT, your top half of the locker is disgusting. It's pouring down in my half it's, of the locker. There's like half-eaten food. There's like pulled pork and like Montreal smoked meats. Yeah. <laughs> they um 
So they're doing a tape of the room down the center oh episode I love those at episodes. the same time as doing the rape episode. It's that is like, so insane. It's like they clearly they wanted to have some levity so that you weren't just dealing with Paige's rape twenty four seven. And someone on the staff must have wanted to write a room taped in half episode. Okay, but who doesn't want to exactly. write a room taped in if, half episode? If you and I were writing a show, it's like so when are we doing the room taped in half episode? I mean, really. Are we gonna do it during the rape episode? Or are we gonna do it during the child abuse episode? <laughs> when are we it's, gonna tape this room in a half? Staple of the genre. <laughs> it's ha- I've done a room taped in half episode in my real life at least twice. God. So, like, it's, 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 there's something cathartic about it, okay? <laughs> like, like, you know how I'm always going on about how I want to do a YouTube series, like the three of us, like a really low budget comedy? And you just know there would be a room taped in half episode. Uh, which room? The living room? Of course. What other room would there be? The bathroom? There's not enough room in there. Tape my 65-inch 4K TV in half. Exactly. It's hilarious. Oh, man. Um, part two. Um. Uh, yes. Paige is having trouble. Um. She's having a rough time. She's having a rough time. And then Ashley is back. Ashley is back in the mix. And, uh. She's writing poetry now. So it's so as you do corny. She reads her poetry in English it's class, so bad. and it's about a breakup or breakup with Jimmy. It's so I presume. bad, and how it separates you from your friends. Yes, and you it's say it never happens to you. It happens to other people. Yeah, um, it happens to other people. You say it's so sad. Poor thing. <laughs> I can't believe you remember that much of it. How could I not? It was so bad. I, it had me crawling, like like trying to peel my skin off. It's it's such bad poetry, and combined with like the whole her and the goth look, you can tell that like the actress is doing a fantastic job because clearly <laughs> Ashley takes herself very seriously. Yes, no matter what she is, she was taking herself very seriously as student council president, God. and is now taking herself super seriously as, as a. Goth. As a neoliberal goth left goth chick. From goth to boss. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Are you at the top? No. Why aren't you at the top? Is it because you're a goth? <laughs> God. I'm, I, I really hope they don't bring her back to prep. Uh, we'll see what happens yeah. in season three. She might just middle... She just might turn into, like, middling, like like me. <laughs> nah. The grassy wouldn't do that to us. Um... So, this poetry touches Paige, who is going through a lot of shit, and turns out, hey guys, there's a talent search to get, like, a record label. It's like a Battle of the Bands. Battle of the Bands to get a record label. So, Paige wants to... reunite. PMS! They're banned from the first season in the talent show when they fucked over Ashley's song that she wanted to sing. Yeah, they keep just fucking over Ashley. And so, it's like... It's like, we can do this without Ashley. It's going to be me, Paige, you, Terry, you, Hazel. But Hazel can't sing. No. Hazel cannot sing. Hazel has to do runs. Constantly. Yeah. And so Paige goes to talk to Ashley. Like, hey, we want to win this battle of bands. We want you back in the band. We want to... Because we want to win. I want to sing something. Let's, Let's do something real. 
let's do that poem you made that like made me cry like because it's real it touched me and it's like i promise we won't fuck over your song this time it'll be cool trust so Paige comes to rehearsals and uh Hazel's blown her voice out, so she can't sing at all. So she's just she's relegated to rhythm she's on the tambourine. Yeah, relegated to rhythm, generous term. <laughs> the tambourine, the most like the instrument that says we don't really want you here. <laughs> you know? We we wanted you here because we didn't want Ashley here, but now we have Ashley. But I can't alienate you as well. Yeah, second only to the triangle. <laughs> No No band ever broke up because the the tambourine player couldn't make it. So Ashley shows up to rehearsal. She's wrote a new song, a new real deep song. It's it's a take on the old one. It's a take on the old one about rape. And she's like, I researched rape on the net. Did you know that this X amount of girls experienced sexual assault before university? Yeah. Paige is very upset. Paige is clearly incredibly upset. And Hazel is the only one who knows the true details because yeah. Paige only told Hazel because Paige and Hazel are like this. They're Lis- listeners, I'm crossing my middle and index fingers. Very so tightly. Like this. Very tightly. Um, so Paige told Hazel and Paige is very like, I'll deal with it myself, you know, and, like, Hazel's like, you need to tell somebody about this. It's like, I'll deal with it. You know, what are people going to say? You know, it's like, I, that I wanted. asking for it. Yeah, that, the outfit I wore, I was drinking. I went upstairs with him. And it's... Which are valid concerns. Valid concerns I for think. someone going through that, yeah. Because that's what... For a 14-year-old? Yeah. And like, it's interesting that she's so aware of that as well. I, I think it's very accurate, honestly. Yeah. Like, from my own lived experiences, which I'm not going to dive into... Because this is not the forum for that. No. Uh, <laughs> it's too happy here. Damn. <laughs> well, no, I just laughing mean, like, at my experiences, Jordan. No, it's just it's <laughs> it's tough enough going to simulate a rape. Yeah. To real stuff. Yeah. So it's like Without let's make more wacky here. jokes, guys. <laughs> I I disagree. I thought it was very realistic. I thought it was a wonderful writing touch. Well, I didn't say it was unrealistic. I just said it was interesting. It's okay. interesting that they did write it like that. I think it was really very self-aware of them. Yes. I feel like if they had made it like, oh, Paige goes to the police and they arrest the guy and he goes to jail forever and Paige is okay now. Yeah. It would have been very hollow and I think it wouldn't have meant something to girls who were going through it at the time that it was coming out. I think it was a very bold move for Degrassi to be like, sometimes adults aren't able to help. Yes. Sometimes you have to make peace with things yourself. Yes. And so ultimately what ends up happening after many minutes of television... So many minutes. Dense Ashley, poor Dense Ashley is finally able to put two and two together. She has no social awareness. That, that Paige was in fact raped, and that's why she doesn't want to do the song about rape in front of everyone. Yeah, written by someone who has never been assaulted. It's like, I know more about it than you. I did so much God, research. She oh, literally says that. She literally that. She said literally that. is so like, awful. I know so more awful. about this than you do. I know more about rape than you do, Paige. God, it's <coughs> horrific. It's absolutely horrific. And like... God, Ashley is so dense. Socially, she has no social intelligence. Yeah, so ultimately the conclusion is... They go to the Battle of the Bands. They go to the Battle of the Bands. Dean is there. 
Because of course he is. Like, how small is this town? Very small, because it's a yeah. suburb of Toronto. Because um, of course Dean has to be at this there, exact battle of the bands. And she gets up there, she finds her voice, and she starts singing the song and staring him down. Doesn't he, like, walk in halfway through the song? No, he's there from the beginning. Okay. And then he walks out, like, halfway through yeah, the song. Yeah, you're right. Because he he's cowed by it. Yeah. This... <sighs> He wouldn't be cowed would. by that. It's like we had the peak of realism with Paige being like, I can't turn to anyone, no one will believe me, yada, yada, yada. The peak of realism for Degrassi. And then it plummets. Yeah. With this whole Dean feels guilty now. Dean knows that the song is about him, and it makes him feel bad. And so the ultimate conclusion is Paige decides to go for counseling. Which is good. a good message. It's like, if you feel like you can't make legal recourse, you can at least work on yourself and help work yourself through this. Yeah. And it's important to, like, work yourself through these kinds of problems and yeah. seek help. And, like, you don't have to want legal recourse. Yeah. Like, maybe that just isn't the path for you personally to heal. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of other moral debates we could get into there about, like, well, do you have a responsibility to report so that yes. this doesn't happen again? You know, yada, yada, yada. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about Paige's impact on her community. It's about I'm, her personally. Exactly. Yes. I'm talking about Paige's health. Yes. Which should be the number one priority for Paige. Which, going forward, uh, it is until we circle back around to this. Which, mm-hmm. how nuts is that we circle back around to it same season? I mean, really. It's like <laughs> basically a three-parter. Yeah, so... We take, a, we take a break from that. Are you ready for an eating disorder episode? So ready. So ready. Uh, Mirror in the Bathroom, I also don't know this song. He's oh, tired okay, of so be- we'll make up one. Mirror in the bathroom. I'm looking at the mirror, mirror in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Am I standing to change his wheels? God, that fits. No message, gonna be in the club. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make the... Change. <laughs> My Michael Jackson impression is horrible. Oh, that's fine. Up, he's huh? he's also a rapist. Yeah. <laughs> God, we can't have nice things. No, we can't. Fun fact about me: I did not know who Michael Jackson was until he died. That's <laughs> insane because it was like the biggest. Like I knew who Michael Jackson was because the trial was going on. I'm like, oh, he's a child molester, and this was like in 2005 when I was like 12. Okay, no, you were not. Were you? I don't remember. It was it was when I was a kid. I was seven. I was so so I was young enough that Michael Jackson might have been interested in me. <laughs> uh, no, because you're because you're a little girl. You're oh, a little boy. he wasn't. He only cares about little boys, Emma. Like like God, I hope we don't get canceled for making all these jokes. Like it's no. it's necessary, my friends. Like <laughs> we we won't get canceled. No one has the authority. We absolutely we don't have a big enough audience to get canceled. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> all two of our listeners, you and me, we're gonna cancel each other. Yeah, the Halloween episodes they didn't do great, folks. They did but not. hopefully this one does better. People like our Degrassi content, um, right? People. Yeah, they do. So Toby. Is tired of being seen as computer geek. Computer geek. He says to join the wrestling team after he sees how popular Sean is. Uh, and deter- so, so he determined to be accepted. He develops dangerous habits in order to make weight, which is something specifically wrestlers in high school especially deal with. This is where like you have a lot of big di- eating disorders and like high school yes. boys is if they're in specifically wrestling, wrestling or track and any kind of those athletics where like weight is a factor. 
Mostly wrestling and track. Yes. So, JT is concerned about this, uh, and so is Ashley. Uh, mm. And here is where Terry tries to hide her job as a plus-size model from her friends. Yeah. They tackle all the weight issues in one episode and then never talk about it again. Yeah, and then... Uh, Legitimately. A classmate fat shames her and makes her want to quit, but Spinner, Paige, and Hazel are encouraging her to continue. It's like, hey, no, man, like, be proud of yourself like that. You look great. You're making money, and like, and Spinner's like, you know, a lot, like, a ton of guys are sin people like you. Guys like a lady with a full figure. It's just so stupid, but it's exactly what a ninth grader would say. And and Spinner, I'm uh, there's complicated feelings about Spinner this season. Are there? Oh yeah, there yes, are. Yes, there are. He's he's a mixed bag of nuts. I'd say he's mostly a sweetheart, but he also is pretty he, ignorant in some ways. He has his moments where he's a fourteen year old boy. Yes. Very ignorant. It's realism. You're ignorant. <laughs> God. Um, so, yeah. Sort of nothing episode for us. I... It was a. It was an interesting episode, but it wound up being like, eh, eh. I wish they hadn't included this one in this season. Yeah. Like, genuinely, I think it's the... I, I disliked this episode the most out of the season. But I can remember. Maybe I'll change my mind in 20 minutes. Uh, even compared to the wedding episodes, I thought this episode was so poorly written, and the issues were so poorly handled. Like, yeah. they acted like you could just develop an eating disorder by deciding one day, I'm yeah. gonna be bulimic. I'm yeah. not gonna be bulimic anymore. Like, 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 it was just, yeah, like, you were snapping your fingers and turning on a light, and it's so much more complicated than that, and I really think they did a disservice by acting like eating disorders are this simple. Yeah. I've tried to have an eating disorder at times in my life where I was feeling particularly shitty about my weight and how I looked. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm just not going to eat or I'm going to throw up and stuff. And I couldn't cut it. It was very hard. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have the commitment. I didn't you have the, the commitment skills. to develop an eating disorder or like a lose weight eating disorder. I, I binge eat like crazy now. <laughs> Because that's the thing. It's not. It's it's you know. It's yeah. not a choice. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's a mental health condition. Yeah. It's like it it as I've gotten older and like my work habits and stuff, I have started skipping meals much to your chagrin. Is, it's not healthy, but and, it's but then I like eat a crap load of junk food. So yeah. it's, it's kind of sort of not really. It's just like disordered eating is different from an eating disorder. Yes. Like, I think genuinely that you will not meet a single woman on this planet who has not used disordered eating habits. Yes. But we don't all have eating disorders. Yes. I did in the past, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, it's just, it's not how it works. I can't believe I admitted that about myself. How pathetic is that? Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's, I'm glad that you feel safe enough. Well, I just don't give. These things. I don't give a shit about my reputation That's anymore. Fair. Is the thing. <laughs> That's fair. I'm not going to be running fair. for office ever. So yeah, who gives I a might. fuck? And you know what? Frankly, if my viewers disagree, if my if my voters <laughs> disagree with my beliefs on Degrassi, and that's what keeps me from being elected to like school board or whatever, I'm okay with that. It means they listen to the podcast, and we got two cents in ad revenue. So. Take my breath away. Watching every moment in my foolish lover's gears. Uh, 
After crushing on him for months, Manny finally decides to ask Craig out. The next day, each remembers the evening happening differently while recapping events their friends. Manny Tell me more, tell me exactly. more. Exactly. I was about to say, yeah. like, Greece. <laughs> Manny tells Emma and Liberty it was the best night of her life. While Craig tells Jimmy and Spinner the evening was bizarre. Um, so, yeah. It was a very weird plot line for an episode. It was. It was, I think, this is kind of a dip in episode quality. Yeah, I mean, like... These two episodes. We come, we're coming off Shout, and it's like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think... I wonder if they were nervous yeah. coming off of Shout to, like... To keep going. To go deep. S- same thing with the first episode. It's like, after the putting iron, should we, like, keep going? No... After the rape, should we keep going? No. We should keep going with the Take Down the Room episode, though. Because that (laughs) one... We need to keep going with that one, yeah. That was a (laughs) two-parter. The true parter. I love love the the, the, the B-plot carried over. The the Take Down the Room was the... God, the editing was bizarre. But... I feel like, yeah, I feel like, like they felt like they needed to, they needed to de-escalate the tension yeah. so that the stakes would still feel realistic, but they failed to do so in an engaging way. So, elsewhere, Ellie is writing anonymous love notes to Marco, but he thinks they came from Hazel, who also has a crush on him. And Ellie tries to be brave with her feelings, but her insecurities get in the way. But in the end, they still kind of wind up sort of maybe getting together. It's unclear at this yeah. point because we circle back around to it. We do, we do. Well, frankly, Marco's an idiot. It should have been so obvious that it was Ellie. Yeah, I mean, how thick are you, mate? He's very, very thick. Yeah. Clearly. <clears throat> Don't believe the hype. Hazel is the prime suspect when a Muslim girl she taunts is discriminated against on International Day. Hazel so- is incredibly Islamophobic in this episode. Yes, very. And... So, International Day is coming up, and it's like, hey, students, celebrate your culture and heritage, and we'll have a big festival of colors like they do in that town in Virginia. It'll be <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, like, like like you had World Culture Day in elementary school. Yes. Passport Day. So, you have Paige, and she's got her uh, Polak booth where she's wearing a very short Polish skirt. God, she's wearing, like, no clothing. Um, and then Hazel, who's like... From Jamaica is like, oh, I'm gonna set up a Jamaican booth because I'm from Jamaica, and she and she decides that she's gonna make her booth Jamaican after. Yeah. Um. Is it Terry or is it Paige? It's like, well, you're Jamaican, right? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Jamaican. Jamaican. <laughs> she goes to get like jerk chicken from a guy like down at the market, uh-huh. and like. He's like, oh, that's so... It's a lot of chicken. What are you yeah, doing? Like, International Day, you're not Jamaican, though, are you? So it's like... She's like, I just wanted to do something nice. Yeah. So what ultimately winds up happening is International Day is here, and uh, the Muslim girl doesn't say her name, but what was her name? It's her with an A. No, it, that's um, that's Hazel's last name is Aden. Um, it was Faria. Faria, the Muslim girl, who is wearing her... Just just to be Muslim. Yeah. And she's been in the background of a few other episodes. Yeah. But she doesn't... Along with, like, another Muslim girl or two. And the girl in the wheelchair. Yes, yes, We've seen it, like, four times at this point. (laughs) Yeah, so 
she gets brought up to the spotlight to be hate crimed against because <laughs> during the break, by everyone during the break by from Hazel, the international day, by Terry, um, some, by someone fucks up the Iran booth. Yeah, they and like fuck fucks it up. up and graffiti it, and the and it's a whole thing. The police show up to ask Faria, like, "Do you know who might have done this?" And it's like, and she's like, "Well, this girl has been threatening me." Exactly, and like, but like, pause for a second. Like, what a nice world it would be yeah. if police officers were really like. Yeah, protect and serve and help out people. Concerned about hate crimes yeah. instead of actively participating exactly. in them. So it's like, I want to live in a grassy world where, like... Do we know? Yeah, because the cops aren't all bastards. They help you out. Right, but everybody gets cancer or molested or... <sighs> I... Disorder or... Yeah... I'm an adult, though, so, like, it wouldn't affect me anymore. Unless I had a kid, and then, like, I'd have to deal with them getting molested. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, my kid got molested. Why did I decide to transport to the world of Degrassi? <laughs> now, I gotta, now I gotta take on a murder charge. Like. I gotta take on a murder charge for this TV show. <laughs> so, the, um, the ultimate, uh, the ultimate conclusion of this episode is, uh, Hazel revealing... I'm actually Somalian. I am Muslim. Um, I've been lying to you all because I got super hate crimed at my last school, and <laughs> so I didn't want to, to deal with it anymore. The cycle. And this is this is the episode where like we get Spinner soon. I don't want no Muslims to hijack a plane and fly it into the CW yeah, Tower in Toronto. This is the episode where, Spine, where Spinner is Islamophobic. Yeah, so it's that's why he's a mixed bag of nuts this season. That's one of the reasons why he's a mixed bag of nuts this season. Yeah, and uh, Hazel reveals I'm Muslim. She apologizes to Faria and. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, explains to the class. It's like, hey, you know, why don't you wear that thing on your head all the time? It's like, it's a, it's, it's called a hijab. Choice. It's called a hijab. I wear it when I go to mosque, but to wear it all the time is uh, a big commitment. A big commitment, responsibility. You know, yada yada yada. So it was a very educational episode in the end as well. Mm-hmm. We learned about hate crimes and why it's not cool to do them. Yeah, we also saw that four of the main cast are Islamophobic. Yeah, I think it was. It was Paige, Terry. Yes, Terry Hazel. is a weird heel turn this Terry, season. Yeah, Terry. Well, the second that Terry got back together with Paige and Hazel over Ashley, is when Terry starts to really take a dive in character development. Yeah, and Terry doesn't even canonically yet know about Paige's assault. No, the only people who know are Paige's counselor, Hazel. Ashley, because she finally put two and two together, and <laughs> so fucking long. And Dean himself, who is super in denial about it, because you know. Oh, well, clearly not. Well, no, because we he s- walked out of the 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 song. Yes, but we uh, the circle back we, around. We, but we don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. We I'm don't know that yet. yet. Also, okay, real quick question: What kind of world does Degrassi live in, in which a school counselor is not a mandated reporter for sexual assault? Yeah, that's really weird that you have a patient doctor yeah. privilege there. Because in America, you don't. In the U.S., under Title IX restrictions, if a student said, comes up to you and goes, Hey, I was assaulted, especially if they're underage, you are legally required to contact Child Protective Services. Yes. 
So, I don't know. Maybe it's different in Canada. That just weirded me out. Canada's a weird place. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost tr- I lost my episodes Sorry, real quick. I no, I accidentally I accidentally hit the back button with oh, my gut. Bastard. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, but yeah, Terry is Islamophobic. Like there and it's it's not like white Islamophobia, you know what I mean? Like it's hardcore. Like they're calling her a terrorist. Yeah. Um and we were wondering, like, hey, do you think they'll have, like, a sort of 9-11 episode because 9-11 happened during season yeah. one? It wasn't going to happen during in the middle of season one because it had already been filmed and, like, yeah. they didn't have time to, like, touch yeah. on it. But, like, yeah, like, they got it right in there next season. They sure did. I knew it. Um, next two episodes, White Wedding. Uh, I hate these episodes. These are horrible episodes. I call every part of these episodes. Yeah, you you nailed it to a I T. Did. I did, I did, I did. Emma, Emma, Emma. Bad episodes. They're not worth the time. Emma, who is cool with Mr. Simpson now, dating uh, her mom, is helping prepare for the wedding. Because they're getting married. Nothing seems to be going right. Oh no, the wedding's a disaster. And then after finding out Snake doesn't want to have children, Spike is later surprised that she's pregnant. But the thing is... It's inaccurate. The thing is, that, the thing yeah. is he said, I'm not ready for children right now. I've already got a new stepdaughter to get used to. I've yes. got a new family to integrate myself into. Yes, I have a whole situation again. So, like, right now, yeah. not int- probably can't have kids. Maybe down the road. He's, uh, he wants kids in a couple of years. Exactly. And that's the thing, is he's like, no, my first responsibility right now is to learn how to be a stepdad. Yes. And what is what is Christine Spike's uh, response to this? He to doesn't go, want kids! To go super fucking emo and like super just... Super emo. She is not mature at all, or she's not she's written not. to be mature. She's stuck in her... Okay, so here are the problems. I'm sorry she's not a good actress. She's just not as good as the other Degrassi veterans. No. Compared compared to Joey. That's not fair, though. That's absolutely fair. That's absolutely fair. And Mr. Simpson is goofy, but, like, yeah, he's pretty... He's he's realistic. Yes. The mom is very... Christine is very immature and crazy and weird. And her delivery is wooden. Yeah, it's like... You heard what he said. Doesn't want kids. Just gonna have to fucking flush this thing out. <laughs> you, well, how do you tell that to your thirteen-year-old daughter? She doesn't use the phrase "flush it out." Yeah, I know, her. but like you're telling your you're telling your thirteen, fourteen-year-old daughter, "Hey, mommy's got to get an abortion." Yeah, it really is just like that. She's like she she's like, don't tell Snake. Or don't tell yeah don't don't, don't tell, tell Mr. Simpson don't tell Archie, and what is I'm that? pregnant. You're 13. I'm pregnant. What does Emma do? Because she has to get herself in the middle of everything. <laughs> she does. She's so insufferable. Um, she's like, she goes to tell. So she's talking to Manny, and Manny, who invited Sean to the wedding party, uninvited, uninvited by. Uh, Emma and Emma's like no don't want that and then later Manny's like you got upset when I invited Sean without asking you and like you got told not to tell Archie so you shouldn't tell him oh. don't do your protagonist thing and go tell him oh and the, okay, so it should be noted the reason why she tells him is because Emma is apparently anti-choice she doesn't 
Yeah, it's weird, all things considered, everything that yeah. we've had about Emma, that, like, Emma should be... Pro-choice. Pro-choice, because she's been portrayed as being very much a burgeoning liberal, possible leftist, like, uh-huh. ha- having those sort of tendencies where she's writing articles for the school newspaper about how sexist it is to have a cheer squad and uh-huh. how, like, uh-huh. how like advertising in schools is bad. Yeah. <laughs> All but this shit. Emma's whole reasoning, and I called this, admit that I called this. Yes. Is that Emma feels like because she was an accidental pregnancy? Yes. That her mom would basically murder her <laughs> to get her life back. Oh, Emma, I would fucking burn you alive if I could go back and do it all over again. Yeah, because her mom says something, and I haven't. It's been a while since I've seen the episode. Minute. Her mom says something on mom once of like some babies just shouldn't be born. Or like this was a mistake. Was, yeah, she says this was a mistake or something along those lines. And Emma is, of course, like, was so I? Was mis- I. Yeah, so was I. Oh. Do you wish you hadn't had me? And her mom's like, Emma, that's not fair. <laughs> and to be to be not frank, fair. It's not fair. And also to be frank, I think that Christine should have had an abortion. The responsible thing to do, yes. Because she was like 14 or 15. I think she was like 16 at most. At the time. I think she was like 15. Because Never we, watched we the old some, series. We at some point hear her current age. That's like to be like 27 or something. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Because it's the 10-year anniversary. Yes. It's their 10-year graduation anniversary in the first season. So it's now been 11 years since she graduated. Yes. Which means that she is at most 29 years old. Yes. Emma is 14. Mm-hmm. So she had Emma when she was 15 years old. Bell Emma. So she either got pregnant. She got pregnant at 14 or 15. She should have had an abortion. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I genuinely, controversial opinion here, I don't think that anyone under the age of like 17 is prepared to be a parent. Yeah. Like 17 is pushing it. You know what she I'm... She should have had an abortion. You know what I'm prepared for? What? Never dancing again. Because these careless, these uh, careless feet have got no rhythm, mm. and I'm, I know it's easy to pretend. Are we already know you're the not next cool. episode? Yeah, we didn't it. give the conclusion. The conclusion is, of course, they talk it out. Finally, they talk it out. They fight about it though first, which is weird. I get, I think it makes sense. Our Mr. Simpson is upset because of how he heard about it, which is yeah. fair. Because it's like, hey, I'm a part of this family now. You should you should talk to me about these things, not necessarily your child. Also, yeah, she should have talked to him first. Exactly. It's 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 not your Emma. it's your kid with him, so maybe you two, the people who are gonna be responsible yeah. for this thing, maybe the both of you should talk it out. Maybe you shouldn't lay all this heavy shit on your daughter yeah. who almost got molested. Like, Emma shouldn't have heard about it until you had made a decision. Yeah. It's... Yeah. That would be the responsible adult thing to do. Next episode... And they get married. Yeah, they get married. And it's, it's um, nothing. Toby and JT just, are perving out trying to see a stripper. And it's, yeah. And, then, and that's the context in which he hears. Like, there's a stripper, and then Emma shows up at their door at, like, two in the morning. Yes. In the freezing cold to be like, my mom's gonna get an abortion. You need to know. She's gonna kill your child. And he's and he's drunk and at a bachelor party, and it's not a good time, Emma. Emma, no. read the room. Emma, look <laughs> at the tits. Damn. Oh, man. I feel attacked right now. No. So. It's, it's such a nothing of a two-parter. So, the next episode, we get our first gay teenage character. We do. And like I said... 
It was a guy, you're right. It was a guy, and we're going to get a bi girl next. We'll see. Ellie wants more than just friendship with Marco, but he can't seem to bring himself to be with her. She realizes why. Meanwhile, Toby tries to uh, find ways to spend every second with Kendra, which makes her feel suffocated, which is very weird and creepy of Toby. Toby is a weird so creep. So creepy. Don't... He's such a creep. Yeah. What is that with, sh- with short Jewish guys that they're creeps Shut like up. that? If he was a real person, though, I would not want to hang around with him because he would very clearly have a, like, a preference, quote-unquote, a.k.a. a fetish for East Asian people. Yeah. Um, He's so clearly a creep. So, yeah, the big thrust of this episode is Marco is gay. It opens with a shirts versus skins match of basketball. <laughs> and Marco Detail. And Marco is just staring at some... Oh, he's some, in on Some it. live... For Skinner and Sean. Spinner and uh, Sean, yeah. He's staring at some live bods. Some athletic he's young bods. He's real into it. And Spinner, in another heel turn... No, it was Sean this time. No. Sean calls him a fag. Sean asks him, like, what are you, a fag or something? I thought it was Spinner. No, it was Sean this time. Sean, Sean was being more homophobic. But Spinner is still very Spinner's homophobic. being homophobic, but Sean dropped, uh, dropped fag first. Spinner calls, calls him, like, a fruit or something. Something like that. Something a little tamer. <laughs> a little tamer than, hey, fag. Yeah. Like, Spinner calls him something that I can say. Yeah. Sean calls him something that you can say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like... I don't want to be called a fag, but it's like it's yeah. not it's not one of those words. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say the f word because it's like there is another f word, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's I I can't say the n word, but I can say uh, fag. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I was gonna say I just call it like the f slur. <clears throat> See you as a man who loves men. Yes. Can I say that word. I guess I, I can. <laughs> I probably shouldn't, but I can. You can. I don't know. I occasionally, when when I need to talk... I can't go on stage at the park doing stand-up and be like, What's up, Frank? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I get the shit kicked out of me. I don't know. That or you get your dick sucked. It's one or the other. Yeah, it's hard to tell with that crowd, isn't it? It really is. Anyway. So Marco's going through an existential crisis, and uh, ultimately... Ellie decides, like, to be his beard. <laughs> yeah, he comes out to Ellie, and she's like, okay, let's date. And he's like, what? And she's like, to pretend. Yeah, so that so that you don't get fucking bullied by Sean. So that Sean doesn't beat the shit out of you behind the train tracks. Sean, like it. Irish ginger fuck, saying, oh. what you looking at, fag? <laughs> oh, God. And there's, like, a whole scene where he's like, yeah, I fingered Ellie or something along those lines. Marco? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was, like, bragging about, like, oh, yeah, I I totally got with Ellie. Totally, totally, totally. And Ellie walks in on her or something. Yeah. Uh, Next episode. Hot for teacher. JT earns two weeks' attention with Miss Hatsalakos, taking care of her guinea pigs. And uh, this, in this um, episode, 
uh, is a JT episode where he gets to be a bit more mature. We haven't had a JT episode in a while. Like a truly JT episode? We had a JT subplot earlier with Liberty and JT where he was switching their home ec assignments because he... Cause it he was doesn't another, want to be seen as It gay. was another time Sean said fag, yeah. And Spinner. Spinner was Spinner also homophobic. Spinner was homophobic in that episode. Yes, I yeah. completely forgot about that. Didn't we in the first season have an episode where JT pretends to be gay to get yes. Liberty off his case? Yes, exactly. 100%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, but now he's afraid to be perceived as gay. Yes. So, um, interesting. And, and so he bonds with Mitz Hatsalakos, who is the hottest teacher at school, science teacher, she, of course. She's she is hot. Hottest teacher at my school was the biology teacher. Mm. So, everyone was uh, popping boners left and right. Really? Uh, well, people said they were. I don't know. I I if if I. If I had such an opportunity, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'd probably be okay with that. <laughs> oh my god. It'd probably be real stupid of me. <laughs> but, you know. Get your this, name in the newspaper is everywhere for the wrong reasons. I wouldn't tell... I wouldn't tell... This is the pro, that's the problem with all these, like, 17, 16, 17-year-old guys who get with their lady teachers as they brag about it. I wouldn't have, I would have talked about that shit. I feel like the problem is the pedophilia. The, that's but, the problem... Know. But the way it always gets busted is it's a loudmouth guy saying, "Yeah, fucking bang that fucking teacher, bruh. Well, of course they're, they're they're children. But what I'm saying is, right? I would have kept that under wraps. I I know a good thing. <laughs> I have it. Oh my god! This is di- again, you can't Jordan. say fag. I can say fag, and I can say, yeah, I would have banged that milfy teacher in high school. Oh god, so disrespectful. Yeah, that's that's how I roll, baby. Jimmy and Spinner uh, then go on an all-honesty pact, and they just wind up, like, fucking fighting so for a stupid. while. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's basically... It's another room take down the middle It uh, really segment. is. It really is. It's, it's... They were like, we can't have too much drama, or else no. we'll give children aneurysms. So here's your sitcom <laughs> content. Like, we're going way too heavy. It's mm-hmm. like, you guys are going way too heavy with these scripts. Hey, you kids, need to dial it back here a little bit. Kids, can you lighten up back there? I can't do voices. Uh, the next episode, relax. Liberty doesn't make the girls' floor hockey team to be manager, uh, but gets to be manager. And while doing this, she pushes her friends around with a bossy attitude, and she wants to get a sponsorship for the team from Jeremiah Motors. And Joey Jeremiah promised to sponsor the basketball team. But the basketball team doesn't need anything else because they already got all the money anyway. Girls' mm-hmm. sports aren't getting any money, which is... Valid argument. It's and a real thing. Real thing. So the grassy it, reality. We have a thing where it's girls versus boys floor hockey. Winner gets the sponsorship, mm-hmm. and in the uh, ultimately Liberty, she's going on Napoleonic and shit, handing out big ass fucking rule books, wearing like a fucking royal cloak or some shit yeah. to like for power. Yeah. And um, freaks everyone the fuck out, and the team almost gives up. Yeah, everybody's like, "Hey, Liberty, we're not okay with this." But but then she's like, "I'm sorry, guys. I'm," and she tells everybody what their strengths are, and it's like, "You guys can do this." They go back out, and Joey Jeremiah, being a good dude, is like, "I'm impressed by both teams. Both get sponsorships. Blammo." He only sponsors the girls. No, he gives both of them a sponsorship. He sponsors both teams that in the end. Does not sound accurate. I, spon- I'm pr- I promise. No, I I I think he. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. What are we gonna do? So I'm sure that he only sponsors the girls, and then the boys get angry about it later. No, that didn't happen. 
So you're saying he sponsored both teams. He sponsored both teams. We just didn't follow so, up with it on the basketball team because who gives a fuck about that? We had a basketball episode last mm-hmm. season. So here's what we're going to do. Okay, I'm not going to look it up right now. You're not going to look it up right now, right? Yes. So if anyone in the audience knows the answer to this question, please find some way to contact us. Yes. Leave a comment on the Reddit thread where I'll post this. Yeah, there you go. Leave a comment, ideally with like a clip from the episode or... Just your own, like, we'll take you at your word, probably. Yeah. Um, and we'll mention you on the next podcast. Yeah. With the solution. As he, he totally gave both sponsorships. He did not. He absolutely did not. Jimmy was absolutely pissed about it. Oh, I skipped an episode in this. You um, skipped an episode? I saw, uh, so, Message in a Bottle was the episode before this. Jimmy and Sean decided to bury the hatchet. It's a handshake. They're going to bury the hatchet. For the sake of the basketball team. Meanwhile, Emma and Sean are a couple again. They're getting back together. But he finds himself unable to handle the pressure at home and jeopardizes their relationship once again. Because it's the teenage alcoholism episode where oh, Sean is drinking. How did we forget the teenage alcoholism episode? He goes to the party at Jimmy's place where ostensibly the biggest bottles should be getting popped because Jimmy's parents are never home. Yeah. Like, they're never looking at the liquor cabinet enough to know what's in there and what's not. But Jimmy is fucking straight-edge loser. Jimmy is a cons- Jimmy is a young Republican. Yes, young black Republican. Young black Jewish Republican. Yeah. How about that? Whatever the conservative party is in Canada. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that's where Jimmy hosts party at his house, and there's some rekindlings of feelings with Ashley, according to this. Oh, and this makes Sean and Jimmy fight again. Yes, yes. Because they couldn't be friends for more than 20 minutes. No, no. It wasn't going to happen. <clears throat> Dressed in black. So this is where we get the follow-up to those rekindling feelings. Ashley's relationship with Jimmy seems to be back on track until he says he preferred her old look to her new goth one. Uh, and Jimmy's so he's anti goth. He's anti goth, and he's like, he, she's like, hey, take down those old pictures of me. I don't like those old pictures of me in your locker. Here's a new one. Yeah, have this new picture of me, like all gothed out and way hotter. This is who I am, <laughs> and it's 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 banging. Yeah, like, do you not see this, Jimmy? <laughs> do you not understand? Do you not this is an get upgrade? this? This is a hundred percent upgrade. No, no, no disadvantages here, uh, no. Jimmy. So it looks like you're gonna have to listen to her bad poetry. Yeah, that is true. She does read some more bad poetry in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, then, after a sex ed le- lecture, JT convinces Toby to buy condoms. So many condoms in order to have sex with Kendra. That's inaccurate. Yes, that's inaccurate. Wikipedia is failing me here. Yeah, I'm um, going to go ahead and edit these. He's like. You no, know, it's just you know, be prepared for it. You know, if it happens, it happens. You know. Yeah, like his whole thing is like, hey, like it's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna, gonna happen. It's gonna right? happen, bruh. And when it happens, you want to be prepared. You'll be ready and know how to put one on. And the thing about the thing about putting condoms on, it's always terrible. Mm. It's 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 never gonna be a thing. No matter how much you practice your style, it's <laughs> never gonna be a thing you can do with extreme ease. Have you seen those videos where someone like like they they cut like an X on the condom and then they just they rocket blast it onto their dick? I guess those are the exception to the rule, but like <laughs> I don't know. Everyone I know who I've heard anything from in my own personal experience having a functional penis. <laughs> um 
it's really annoying to get on, rolling it on, it getting caught on little pubes, <laughs> and like having to stay hard while oh trying to goodness. put it on. It's difficult. Not everyone can be like you, just rolling it on and always solid strap on with no pubes on it. Hey. <laughs> Benefits of lesbianism, ladies. Yeah. So Genevieve is judging me so much right now. So Spinner finds out about these shenanigans. And, and he's, he's pissed. He is rightfully pissed. Rightfully pissed. It's a, I feel like she was totally a grade six. She was grade seven. Okay. Grade seven. Because because later she is also pissed and says, "Yeah, how old am I? What grade am I in? Is it grade seven? Exactly. I am not having sex with you, you pervert. Yeah. Like I love Good how for her. I love the character of Spinner and Kendra both being pissed and having I they both they both have the same kind of energy. I feel like Kendra is tiny and like they're not She's gonna just... do they're not gonna do it. But I feel like Kendra could like lift." Toby yeah. up she's by the car. I think she. I think she sort of did lift him up a tiny bit. She jacked him up against a locker or something. Yeah, she really did. It was. It was fun. Yeah, she, she pushed him up there, and you can really see how like they're from the same family, which I think is really great writing and acting. Yeah, it's it's a good connection. It's the same mannerisms. Yes. Um. God. So ultimately, the glow in the dark ones that he wraps up JT in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> comeuppance. Yeah. I like I, I like that Toby just threw him under the bus like that. Yeah. Like, this, this is JT's <laughs> fucking idea. I, I'm nothing. It was all JT. <laughs> I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I'm nothing, you see, Spinner. <laughs> they turn. They put my opinion on the soy wojack, Jerry. <laughs> I'm the soy wojack, Jerry. <laughs> Toby is like 100% going to grow up to be George Costanza. He's going to be in the QAnon. Oh. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, ultimately we have dinner scene at Ashley's house, Jimmy's back over, which is where we learn of Jimmy's conservative leanings, because Ashley's like, they should have condoms available for kids in high school and stuff, just in and case. And Jimmy's like, it's going to encourage inappropriate sexual relationships. Well, that's, uh, that's the dad's point, and Jimmy agrees with the dad. Which is such like a, like, of course he would. Like I'm sorry, you're in you're in, you're in high school, and you're gr- you're at your girlfriend's parents' house, your girlfriend's house, and her dad is sitting there across from you. and goes, "I don't think they should have condoms in school. Yeah, I think it encourages sexual promiscuity. What are you gonna do? Say, I don't know, man. I like the free condoms. Yeah. They fit me really well. Like, what are you gonna do with y- that? You'd be cutting off your nose to spite your face. Exactly. So, like, he he has no choice. It is frying pan or fire. But it is Ashley or her dad. But still in his delivery of that, he oh, he yeah. does come off as, like, he, he does agree with it. it. He clearly believes he is, it. He is very much more right-leaning than Ashley is left-leaning. Mm-hmm. Like, Ashley, not full-on leftist, but more liberal and, like... She's a neoliberal. L- yeah, like, left-leaning, like, way more than Jimmy is, of course. So they wind up not staying together. They break up again, again. for the second time because the other times weren't third. real. No, because they weren't really back together. Remember, and that's what caused her to go golf. Oh, was the drama from that? I still count it as a breakup. You can't break up if you're not together. We were on a break. <laughs> Another sitcom. Uh, fight for your right. You gotta fight. fight. Oh, you're right. right. 
to party. Love that song. It's a good song. So, Emma's protesting GMOs in the school cafeteria. Oh God. And uh, this leads to a food fight. And so stupid. I hate food fight episodes. Yeah, it's it's a bit ridiculous. They're and, not realistic. Uh, she expects Archie to be on her side because it's like you're a teacher and you're my dad and you know this I love my daddy (laughs) and it's like um, Archie's like no I'm a teacher and I have and like I technically have to like not get too involved in this right now yeah like I can't I don't want to lose my job and this is the subplot to this much more interesting is more of Jimmy's right leaningness yeah. He has all the fancy shit. He has all the fancy shit. He has all the best clothes, all the best gadgets, mm. all this shit. He has a new iPod. His parents like to buy his love. And uh, Spinner can't afford that shit. They're oh, making Spinner is clearly from a very poor family. And they're making fun of Spinner for wearing like the same shirt that he was like six months ago. It's like, what are you doing? Like, see this little... You can wash clothes. You wash clothes and your clothes don't always have to be 100% fresh, bro. Yeah, like... It's a nice shirt. He likes it. Shut the fuck up. So the business. So what happens is he uh, Jimmy leaves behind his iPod uh, at the end of hanging out, and mm-hmm. he decides to steal the iPod. He's gonna flip it so that he can buy the fancy jacket that he wants. You know? Of course. And Jimmy finds out, and like you know, I'm done with this. I am done being mm-hmm. your friend because you stole from me, and. Under different circumstances, like I would agree, like I wouldn't want to be friends with someone who stole from me. Mm-hmm. But like you're all, you also have to recognize that you're being a dick and flaunting your family's wealth in front of your best friend. Asshole. Yes. So, end of friendship there. Friendship eradicated. Genevieve's mm-hmm. trying to escape. Bless oh, her heart. It's because in our room the doorknob is taken off, so she can pry it open with her little devil fingers. No, she was doing that even before oh, your guys' doorknob broke when she'd hang out in so here. Ours just encouraged her. Yes. Um, Genevieve, please stop. How many? What episode number are we on? We're about to finish. We're on the last. <coughs> we're on the last two. One's a two-parter. How soon is now? Paige is finally coming to terms with the rape. We've circled back around to the rape. Finally. And uh, Je- and Dean and the Bardell team are returning for a Degrassi basketball game. And this is where Dean's like, I didn't rape you, we had fun. So, oh, because here's the thing, because Spinner is pissed at Paige. Yes, yeah, Spinner is mad at Paige. Paige this whole time. Is he doesn't know what really happened. Yeah, he thinks that Paige just went up and slept with this older guy because she wanted to. Yeah. And so... Um, He's really snarky about it, too. Paige doesn't want to cheerlead at the big game, and she's talking to her counselor about the possibility of pressing charges. She's not 100% committed to it because the counselor says, well, the less time there was... It's really late. It's really late, and there was no, like, DNA evidence because Mm -hmm. he, Used a condom. Used a condom and everything, and it's this, uh... it's It's a very... It'll be a very difficult thing to do, which of mm-hmm. course it would it's be accurate. Yes, it's very accurate. So Thanks for accuracy. So Dean is in super denial and mm-hmm. is like taunting her and shit. And it's we finally get sort 
some of the grossness from what they cut away from. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, we get a POV of her nightmares, and he's like grunting and thrusting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. I hate it's it. Awful. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, and so Paige, uh, emotionally distraught, winds up telling JT. Well, um, Hazel, Hazel tells Spinner, and Spinner's like, "Yeah, whatever." You know, he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it because Hazel doesn't come out and say it 100. percent She's like. What if she said no? He's like, yeah, like... He's like, he says, like, yeah, right. Yeah, she like... She says no... She doesn't say no to anyone but me. Exactly, yes. He yeah, says that's that line, said. yeah. And it's like... Yeah. Ha- Hazel doesn't come out and say, Paige definitely said no. It's like, she said, what if Paige said no? Like, she doesn't... She doesn't betray yeah. Paige's she confidence. She totally does. Yes. She totally does. Yes, but Spinner's too thick to understand. <laughs> but your argument is that... Is that Hazel knew that Spinner was too stupid <laughs> for yes. that to count? Yes, it's like she. It's like I can say it, and he can come to his own conclusions. But he's dumb, so I didn't betray confidence. God. I didn't break. Uh, I made myself feel better without. Yes. So Paige tells JT. JT in the mascot uniform goes out and tries to beat the shit out of Dean, but fails. And then Spinner finally finds out. Three, four years older. Yeah, Spinner finally finds out, and he wants he's he's going out to the bus to try and chase Dean down, beat the shit out of him, but Paige stops him, Mm -hmm. and they 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 come back together as friends. The misunderstanding is gone, and Spinner is a good guy and feels really badly for Paige. Oh, but then isn't there also a whole scene? Where Dean is like, no one's gonna believe you. Yeah, I believe there was that. And yeah. and Paige at the end of the episode goes to her counselor and says, I told my mom what happened and I want to press charges. I don't care how difficult it will be, it's like what I wanna do. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if we'll circle back around to that for season three. We have to, right? We circled back around to it same season. Can I afford a like a <laughs> a, a courtroom set though? Uh maybe not a set, but they can at least talk about the case happening. Mm. We'll see what happens. I I think they will circle back to it in some way, shape, or form. Because mm-hmm. it's it's obviously a very, very big plot thread. Final episodes, tears are not enough. <laughs> so the, the season started with Craig. It ends with Craig. Mm-hmm. Craig's dad is trying to get back into Craig's life after many months. He says... Oh, he says, I'm doing better, you know, and... Uh, Let's stop this illegal child trading. <laughs> right. And, like, so, like, come out to dinner with me. And Joey's, like... And Joey's, like... Uh, he keeps Joey out of the loop. He doesn't want to tell yeah. Joey. Because <clears throat> Joey would be like, that's probably not a good idea. Oh, also, at the same time, Craig is not doing his chores, and Joey's getting on his ass a little uh, bit about it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Craig reconnects with his father on a little bit, and and they wind up once mm-hmm. again having a massive falling out, like big yeah. falling out, big like public argument at a rest at a fancy restaurant. Yeah, isn't Craig like drunk or something? No, he's just mentally he's, unstable. He's just upset, and <laughs> he slaps his dad or like tries to grab him. Yeah. As they're walking outside of the restaurant. Yeah. And his dad turns back and, like, decks him. Yeah. And then drives off. So, 
The end of the episode is the next morning. Wake up. Sit up. Sit up. Sorry, what? S- sit up so you don't fall asleep during the lunch. We're, n- we're nearly done. Sorry, I woke up at 6.30 today. Yeah, we're almost done. We can transplant you back to your bed. Um, Just like the old days. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so the episode ends the next morning. Yeah. The police come by, and we were initially thinking... It did Craig's dad press charges in some way? Yeah, it's it was, like, did Craig's dad press charges for assault? Did we, we, we mentioned that Craig's dad, like, decks him, and Craig is like, you're never gonna change. Yeah, and what happens is Craig's dad fucking dies in a car accident. Yeah. The only, and this is, like, right after he says, I want to go to Child Protective Services. And, and press I, charges. I don't want to see him ever again, and then, well, it's a little bit easier than that now, isn't it? And, like, this is, again, what I said. It's, like, this is the only way a character like that can be redeemed is, like... By writing him off. Like, kill him so we don't have to deal with him anymore in the future. What else were they going to fucking do? Have him go to child protective services and be like, oh, yeah, I've been living with what is legally a complete stranger. Former stepdad. Legally a complete stranger. Yeah, yeah. Former stepdad? That doesn't mean anything. So... Like, clearly... Clearly, Joey never adopted him. Yeah, so the next episode is prom, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Some another Yet another dance. Some dance, yeah. And Ashley and Craig are going to go together. And uh, that makes sense. You know, I can see that pair happening. Yeah, it makes so much sense. Craig is sensitive and artistic. Emma is angsty and artistic. Oh, also, you forgot to mention that all the teachers, including Archie... Uh, have like mentioned in class, like, yeah, his dad died in a horrible car accident. So he, don't talk about it. Well, he might, he won't be coming in. Today. Yeah, and then, and then he right shows there, up two seconds later. And hey then, guys, and like, then everyone, big ass smile. And he weirds everyone out. And Emma gets on his case about it. Yeah, it's weird. And then Ashley's like, I don't know, that's kind of weird, because at the funeral, some one of his co- dad's oh. coworkers is giving a eulogy. And he's talking about how like. The thing he loved more than anything else was his son, Gregory. Yeah, and it was like, he starts laughing. Because it's hilarious. Yes, and it's like, it's it's very much a stress response as well. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately what we find out is Craig does care about his father. He does care that his sure. father died. No matter what he says, he he's not over it. He's not above it. He's like... He's dealing with things in his own way. Yeah, and it's it was a very complicated and extremely mm-hmm. messy relationship. Mm-hmm. But uh, the relationship with all parents is, even if your parent is an abusive sack of shit, you want, in the end, you want their approval. approval. You're wired for it. Yes, and so... He has to. He has. He has a lot to deal with in that respect. Mm-hmm. He hated his father, but like mm-hmm. he wanted to love his father so badly. And Terry, he's, he's an orphan now. Yeah, orphan. And Terry comes back to be a hero once Finally. more. Because um, she goes Jeez, up Terry. and talks about like you know when Her my mom. mom died of cancer, it was really tough. It's a tough thing to deal with. And, like, the thing that she was upset about at first wasn't that her mom had died. It was that she wanted to go on the swings or something like that. Yeah, because, like... She couldn't conceptualize it. Yeah, it was... It was a really touching moment between those two characters. Mm -hmm. And, like, 
Made sense. And like good writing. We've had uh, Terry's mom's death brought up previously for another big emotional moment, like mm-hmm. uh, the, the My Dad's Gay episode. And it's a thing where it's like, it's not like Batman slapping Robin, my parents are dead. Yeah. It's Terry sitting down in the hallway relating with someone who's going through a very hard time similar to what she went through. Yeah. And then Craig has to go and ruin it by being corny and going to back to the dance with Ashley. And he's like, God. ask me if I'm doing okay. So stupid. And and he's like, are you, do, are you doing okay? I'm doing better. <laughs> it was so corny. I think I yelled at the screen. And but, see, season over. But he's, here, oh, here's the thing I thought about, though. Craig knows what it's like to lose a parent. Yes. He's already lost one. Yes, but he loved that parent. He doesn't have yeah. the conflicting emotions of love and hate swirling around where it's like, I hate my dad for coming at me like in The Shining, oh, but I love my dad because he's my dad and I want my I wanted my dad to love me. What's that video? It's like, I hate my dad, I hate my dad, I hate my dad, I hate my dad, I hope he dies, I hope he dies, I hope he dies, I hope he dies. I'm going to link it. Um, but yeah, so... That's the Degrassi Files season two. We covered all of yeah. it. What are your general thoughts, Jordan? Uh, overall, it was a weaker season than the first one. Yes. Um, uh, more, lo- more low points. More low points. I still enjoyed it. It's still my favorite show in a while. Mm-hmm. Excited to finally get back to it now. Yes. <clears throat> um, we might be going on a slower so schedule nice. with all my other shit I have going on, like... FF14 and stuff, but, like, we'll find time for it. Yeah, we got time this weekend to watch at least three episodes. Yes. And, uh... Predictions. Predictions. I think... God, I can't remember what was my prediction from... Fuck, it was a really good one. Do you have one while I try and think about it? Oh, gosh. Oh, Um, I remember, I remember. We're gonna get our first special needs character next season. Or at least we're going to have a special needs episode. Yeah, we're going to have an episode about inclusion and empathy mm-hmm. that features someone who is <coughs> visibly disabled. Yeah, someone with very heavy Down syndrome or something like that. Yeah, I can. it's either going to be Down syndrome or a wheelchair, because those are the only disabilities that exist on TV. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think, since I can't make that one mine... Um, Oh, we're going to see the the Dean Page lawsuit at some point, and Page, or Page and Company, one of them, Page, Hazel, Ashley, or Terry, or maybe Emma, is going to write something inflammatory for, like, the Degrassi student newsletter or the internet. Well, it's going to be Emma, because that's what Emma does. (laughs) Okay, it's going to be one. I I wouldn't put put it past Terry or Page. Um, that Dean is going to claim is libel. Hmm. Yeah. Like, like Dean's gonna file a countersuit. Yeah. For defamation of character. Yeah. Mayhaps. Mm -hmm. Mayhaps. Um, the episode in which Emma's mom, Christine slash Spike, gives birth to the baby is very likely going to fall around Christmas time. It might even be like a birth in a manger thing. It's not going to be a traditional birth. Yeah, I was gonna say it might happen off camera, but it will. It would line it'll up. Happen on it'll camera. line up with the timeline because mm-hmm. it'll be like next next school year. Oh yeah. Um, they're gonna do a whole silent night dealio, but I just know it. Uh, <laughs> I don't like being right. I'm cursed with the gift of sight. 
We'll see. You've been you've been wrong a couple times here and there. I was right about the Muslim episode. Yeah. I nailed that one. Oh, you know, you know what else we're gonna have next season? What? Marco is going to get forced out of the closet. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yeah. Marco's gonna get forced out of the closet, and Spinner and Sean are gonna have to confront their homophobia. Spinner will, because Spinner's a sweetheart. Sean's a fuckhead, so they'll, they'll have a falling out. Yeah. Sean will become enemy to everyone in the school. <laughs> Sean will say something like he'll use the F slur. <laughs> yeah. And he'll be like, God, I bet every time we were in the gym together you were thinking about fucking me in the ass. Yeah, you were thinking about sucking my dick, huh? Yeah. Oh, you fucking fruit. I wouldn't I f- Yeah. Get away from my dick. He's gonna make some comments like that. Um, yeah. what else was I gonna say? I had something else. Um Gosh. Uh, Manny is going to become less and less relevant. Yeah. She was in, the, in like three episodes this season. She wasn't a super big figure in season she one. She, she's oh, very she, much a side character. She, yeah, she's only really around when they need her for something specific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, she, hang, she hangs around Emma sort of the way... Um, Hazel hangs around Paige. Mm-hmm. Like, Hazel isn't a character of focus most of the time. She mm-hmm. had her own episode. Manny has an episode of her own or two here and there. Yeah. It's, uh, like, yeah, you're like your sidekick character. Sort of like how even Terry was in season one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'll be honest with you, with these predictions, I am casting a wider net. Yeah. Um, like, my predictions for season two were way were, narrow. They were very narrow. They were very, like, data-driven. Right now, my brain is sleepy, so it's not working hard, so I'm kind of casting wide nets. But yeah, I think Marco is going to get forced out of the closet. Um, Sean will remain homophobic, while Spinner will become more tolerant. Because mm-hmm. um, we love Spinner. We do. We want Spinner to be a good guy. I love Spinner. I wish Spinner was my son, so I could protect him. Hey, Ma, do you got breakfast ready? Sure do, honey. Oh, he's a good kid. Oh my gosh. He's a good um, kid who has problems that... Who hasn't had those problems when they were a kid. You yeah. know? Someone will go vegetarian or vegan. Emma will. 100%. Yeah. Hasn't Emma already had that, though? No. I Emma had already done like, a vegetarian mm, subplot. No, she's just anti-GMO. Oh, okay. Yeah. Either Emma or Ashley will go vegetarian. Yes, Ashley. Ashley would 100% do it. I don't think Ashley will be goth next season. I think she'll back uh, away from the gothness. I disagree. How I crazy disagree. was it this season, by the way? How many changes change. people went through? Where oh my god, Ashley's hair? Ashley, Ashley starts out as goth. She just has she she has a she has a buzz cut or a pixie cut. Mm-hmm. Then the next episode we see her, she has the same pixie cut with purple highlights. highlights. And then the next episode, she has completely black hair. Mm -hmm. And then after that, she gets... No, after that, she gets, like, dark red. And then it goes completely Mm -hmm. black. Mm -hmm. And then Spinner has frosted tips, then full bleach. And it's like, how many continuity costume changes are you guys going to go through? You guys are not going to be able to do reshoots for most of these. Yeah. What is your shooting schedule? It's the commitment. Yes, Genevieve, I love you too. Um, oh, she wants to get on my desk and knock everything over because she's she angry. She craves it. Okay, well, oh, that's... I had one more, but I can't think of it. We're at two hours, so that's it okay. for the Degrassi Files Season 2. 
I'm going to put this up after the next episode we do of the regular show. So the next episode of the regular show will be tomorrow. It's a double release day. Well, no, I'm going to put this up probably Sunday. Tuesday, something like that, maybe. Just give them a double release day. No, I want to get, I want to space it out a little bit, give people a chance to like listen. You know. All right, all, all right. right. Goodbye, Signing everyone. Signing off. Yep. Thank you for listening.